and then our prayer of worship by Minister uh, Lee, and then we'll have a congregational song. Uh, our scripture reading, Brother Farrell, can you do that for us this morning? Um, get us a scripture song from the Psalms that wake us up and shake us up. Amen. And then our opening prayer will come from Sister Deaconess uh, Cassandra Faye Robinson. Amen. Well, let's stand to our feet as we prepare our hearts and our minds to worship the Lord our God. Amen. Oh, 
want to bow down at your feet, Father God, to reverence you, Father God. Oh, God, all our praise, it belongs to you, God. We're not here today to be glory stealers, God, but we're here to glorify your righteous and holy name. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, Lord God. My soul cries out, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for healing my body. I thank you for changing me, God. I'm no longer Cassandra, God. But for you, God, I live, and for you, God, I die. I serve you, Father God, because you are a risen Savior, Lord God. I serve you, Lord God, because you've been so good to us, God. I serve you, Lord God, today, God, because you have healed our bodies, Lord God. You have restored, God, what the canker worms and the palmer worms have taken, God. And we praise you, Lord God. Each and every day, God, we get closer and closer to your coming, God. We want to be ready when that great getting up morning come, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that we have our houses in order, Lord God. No man, no the day, no the hour that you go return, God. But I pray we be ready, Lord God. I pray our souls be ready, Lord God. I pray, God, our souls be ready, Lord God. I pray today, Father God. I pray for the lost today, God. I pray for the one, Father God, complaining suicide, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray for our pastor today, God. I pray for our mothers today, God. I pray for our deacons today, God. I pray for our brothers today, God. I pray for each member, God, today, God. I pray that your will be done, God, on this earth as it is in heaven, God. Give us this day, God, our daily bread, Father. And keep us, God. Keep us, God. Keep us, God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you are holy, God. You are righteous, God. You are worthy, Lord God, of all our praises, God, from the rising of the sun to the going down of that very same sun. God, we praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. I praise you. I give you the glory, God. I love you today, God. I love you for what you did over 2,000 plus years ago. You laid down your life for me, God. You laid down your life for me, God. You didn't have to do what you did, God. But I'm so grateful, Lord God. I'm so grateful, Lord God, for everything you are doing, Lord God, in this season, Lord God. As always, we say, God, whatever it is you do, God, don't do it without us, Lord God. Oh, God, you are able, Lord God. You are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. We can act, think, or even imagine, God. Great is your name, God. Great is your name, God. You are the great King of kings. You're the great Lord of lords. You're the Lord that was and soon to return, God. You're on your way back, God. You're on your way back, God. Oh, God, I pray we get our houses in order, God. No man know the day, nor the hour that you're going to return. But, God, we love you today. God, we love you today. We bless you, Lord God. We bless you and we praise you, God. You alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy, God. I thank you for raising me up, God. I thank you for touching and healing my body, God. Just a few weeks ago, God, my words would not come out, God. But I know the God that I serve. I know the God that I serve. Look at me today. 
I'm a living testimony, God. I'm a living testimony of what you can do, God. You can heal, deliver, and restore bodies and re- regulate minds. Oh, God, I love you. Oh, we all love you, God. We all love you, God. But sometimes, God, I take it personally. I take it personally, Abba. I take it personal, God, because I know where you brought me from. I couldn't even speak right a few weeks ago. My words, every word came out of my mouth was a stutter. Oh, God, but you touched my voice. You gave me back my voice. For you I live, Lord God. For you I die, God. I bless you, God. I praise you, God. I ask you to save my children, Lord God. Save my children and my grand God. Save them, Lord God. Save every niece, every nephew, God, in the name of Jesus. Even though the children, I don't even know, God. Save our children, God. Save our children, Lord God. That's lost, God. The ones that's hooked on drugs, alcohol, Father God, sex, Father God. Oh, God, we ask you to save our children, Lord God. Don't let them be lost in these last and evil days, God. Save our babies, Father. Keep them, Father, in the name of Jesus. My soul cries out, God. My soul cries out, God. Hey! The devil is busy. He's trying to take our babies, Lord God. But God, you said that you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly, God. Save our babies, God. The world have nothing to offer our children, God, but you have everything they need. Everything they need, God, they can find in you, God. Save our babies, God. Save our babies, God. Oh, God. My soul, God. Lord God, save our children, God. Oh, hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Oh, how we love you, God. How we love you, God. We love you for healing our bodies of affliction. We thank you for raising us up, God, one more time. God, I lift up Mother Maze right now, God. I talked with her on last night. God, she's a dear friend of mine. Heal her body, God. Heal her body, God. Restore everything that the canker worm and the pummel worm, Father God, has taken. Restore, God, like only you can. Heal. Heal Mother Gloria, God. Heal Mother Harris, Mother Kim. 
Mother Diane, Mother Hazel. God, heal our very own Deacon Gwen. Touch God like only you can. Make a way, God, out of no way, God. Have mercy upon us, Lord God. These old bodies, Father God, only last for a little while. And they start to deteriorate. They start breaking down, God. But we ask you, Lord God, to lift us up, Father God. Fill us up where we are weakened and keep us, Father God, strong. God, sister Vicky, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to touch my sister Shirley, Lord God. Brother Kimmons, Lord God. Celeste, our deaconesses, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Raise them up, God. There's nothing too hard for you, God, today. You can do anything but fail, God. Show yourself mighty, God. Show yourself mighty, God. Oh, how we need you today. God, it's an honor, Father God, just to praise you. It's an honor and it's my pleasure, Father God, just to cry out unto you, God. I don't worry about the tears falling down my face because they tell me you capture each and every one in a bottle. God, I have many tears that you have captured. I don't mind crying because if my father in heaven can cry over his friend Lazarus who was dead, God, I can cry. I know you capture every tear, Father God, that's shed, Father God. And I thank you, Lord God. I love you so much, Father God. I love you every day of my life, Father God. For everything you're doing in this season, God, I love you. What comes for me, God, I'm going to love you. Oh, God, through hard times, sickness and pain, God, I'm going to praise you and I'm going to love you the more because I know the God that I serve that's able to do it speedily and abundantly above all I can even think or imagine. God, how I love you and I adore you, and I thank you, Father God. I thank you for this opportunity of prayer. But before I close, Lord God, I lift up my cousin Vanessa. After I had the, what I went through just a few weeks ago, a bad stroke hit her. She just a couple of years under me, Father God. The Lord said the same. The end of this month, I'll be 64. God, I ask you to touch Vanessa, Lord God. Heal her, Father God. She can't move her left side. But God, you're still raising up, God. You're still healing. You're still restoring bodies, God. Heal her body. You've given her speech back. She's speaking 100%. But, God, she can't move that left side. Show up and show out in her hospital bed today, God. Let her know that you are still healing. You're still able to do what you do best, Lord. Have thine own way, God. Have thine own way, God. You are our potter, Father God, and we are merely the clay. Oh, God, just remake us and remold us into what you will have us to be, even if it is going through sickness, even if it is through aches and pains, Father God. You will get the glory. You will get the praise, God, out of our mouth because you alone are worthy. This is my prayer. Be glorified, Father. Amen. Amen.
If there's one, press one on your phone and we can bring you on live. You can say good afternoon, hello. God bless us, amen, because we say God bless you, amen. If there's one, you can press one on your phone and we can bring you on live. While we're waiting for that, I do have a few announcements I want to uh, make, amen. Uh, we had a hallelujah good time on yesterday with our faith fitness followers, amen. want to encourage you all to join us on March the 9th. We'll be doing it again. Amen. From 10 to 11. Uh, don't worry. You said, well, I can't stand and, and do exercises. How many of y'all uh, uh, stood up on yesterday? And there was eight of us here. Amen. How many of y'all sat down yesterday? Look around the room, y'all. Amen. But they exercised. Didn't y'all exercise? It felt good. Amen. It felt good, and so Sister Latasha will be back with us on March the 9th, so uh, make sure when we send out the link, you go on and register, amen, amen. And then I want to remind you that on this Friday, um, for those of you that signed up to do the conversation number four at Emmanuel Temple, we will be at Emmanuel Temple Friday night, the 23rd at 6.30, and there are some of you who have signed up and said that you can't be there till Saturday. And so Saturday, it starts at 1, at 10. Saturday at 10. Amen. So Friday night at 6.30, Saturday at 10. And so if you signed up, we already sent in your name, and we were blessed to get five complimentary tickets. Amen. And we're registering another six. So if anybody decides today or tomorrow that you want to go, let me know. I can turn in your names because we haven't paid yet. Amen. I'm praying for Mo Free. Come on, somebody shout Mo Free. Mo Free, Mo Free. Amen. Oh, Landmark Day 2024. I don't know about you, but Black History Month this year has been exciting for us. I mean, we had a good time last year, but look at how we have reaching um, cultures. Um, we're doing the 60s and 70s today. And next Sunday, we'll be dressed in the 1800s. <laughs> in the 1800s and so I I've been doing some research and I've been praying and I was up you know and I was trying to who in here makes good sweet potato pies okay so somebody they didn't raise their hand but they got they got a they got a no it was a hand raised, but it wasn't raised. It was raised to point at somebody who should have raised their hand. That's what that was. But I love it. If, if you, it was recommended, I know it's good. You ain't bragging on yourself. Somebody else bragging on you. So I was doing research, and, and I, I discovered that um, our, our forefathers the, 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 in the 18th century, those that were slaves, and in the process of coming out of slavery, one of their desserts, and Mother Chemist and I had talked about ice cream, and Sister LaNisha was saying the slaves didn't have no ice cream, they didn't have no way to keep it cold. But I did some research, and they did have ice cream, okay? And, but they also had sweet potato pie. So uh, is Sister Celeste working? I'll call her. All right. Deacon F. Faye, can you make us some pies? How many do you? How many do your batch make? You make about four. Uh, that's about right. Yeah. See, I don't cook, but I know, Brother Sarah. 
I know, because I see my grandmother stir up some, make them pies. Amen. See, my grandma used to make them little ones. We used to take them up to Fred Myers on Walnut Park. Y'all remember Fred Myers Walnut Park? And we would sell her pies and stuff for like $3 or $5. I can't remember how much, but people would come to my, my grandma's little car, and we'd be back there selling them pies, maybe in a brown paper bag. Man, that was, them pies was good. Um, so I'm gonna. I will need some pies for Deaconess, and then I'm gonna ask uh, Deaconess Celeste, Amen, uh, to make up some sweet potato pies, and then I'll work on the other thing I saw. They had collard greens. Mother Kim, we might have to do some collard greens, all right? Um, and then we got everything else taken care of. But I just saw that, you know, and I was researching. I saw the, the sweet potato pies, saw the ice and the collard greens, and so I got the little Dixie cup of ice cream and then a little slice of sweet potato. So we're going to have some black history, amen, all month long, amen. Just excited about that. Don't forget the mothers have asked us to give $25. Thank you to those of you that have given it, amen. And for those of you that are waiting, don't wait too long. Amen. Um, March the 2nd, Saturday, is a concealed carrier course, and you have to register. The course is $100, okay? And so if um, you register at browndefensiveshooting.com, I will have um, flyers out and give out the information. I'll text you the flyer so that you can register, but it's $100. And um, for for every person that comes, he's given us ten dollars back, amen. And so we want to um, do uh, do justice, amen. Do right. Let me let me talk a little bit about Black history. Um, no callers, Sister Kamisha. All right. I found this this morning, and I wanted to read a little bit of this long before defund police movement, Portland's Black Panthers sought community control of police, pursued racial ballot initiatives. Albert Williams was standing outside the Black Panthers Party Portland headquarters on February 18th, 1970. That was today, right? Ain't today the 18th? when a patrol car pulled up to the curb in front of him. The 19-year-old, wanted on a petty larceny warrant, turned and headed into the Panthers office. Williams pushed past Joyce Rayford, a Panthers volunteer who was manning the front desk, and raced up to the office second floor. He grabbed a rifle that he had stashed away for Rayford's safety. Police officers Stan Harmon and Ralph Larson barreled into the office after William. What happened then is unclear. Offered a flyer that neighborhood activists printed and distributed in the days that followed. The police claim Mr. Williams fired at them with their rifle. Other witnesses claim his hands were in the air in a sign of surrenderance, and he had no weapon when Officer Harmon shot him twice. This much is known for certain. Bullets stuck into William's right arm and lower abdomen. 
landed him in the hospital in serious condition. And reporters quickly descended on the scene, knowing that they had the day's top story, one that did not showcase the Black Panthers in a positive light. What I wanted to say to us, this was almost 54 years ago, and we as a people are still trying to get community policing. We are still trying to get good education for our children. We are still trying to get, thank you. We are still trying to get health care. We're still trying to get health care for black and brown people. This is a fight that we are going to continue to fight until things change. One of the things that I read here, the, their office was on, it didn't say what the cross street was, but it was on, it was on MLK. Um, but they had just rallied up during this time 1,000 voters, black voters to prepare to vote in the upcoming presidential election. Black folks were doing things in Portland, and we've gotten quiet here in Portland. So it's time for us to stand up and make our voices heard collectively and do it right. The other thing I want to say is that on Thursday night, I don't know how many of you watch KGW, but at 7 o'clock they do a segment, um, and this segment is a throwback Thursday. That's what it's called. It comes on every Thursday. Well, Thursdays they call throwbacks. And they showed two pictures. One was a Boy Scout campsite from the 50s, and then there was a sign posted and a picture of a black person, little boy, and the sign posted was, throw rocks at the N-word. This was on TV, right here in Portland. Um, So the NAACP has been called. Pastor Matt Hennessy has been called. The Coalition of African and African American Pastors have been called. Obama Minister Alliance has been called. And they made phone calls. KGW started making apologies starting at the 11 o'clock news. But what the black community felt was like what you, uh, what you said was really not an apology. You just try to cover it up. We want an apology. And we're going to demand that KGW make some changes. So I'm asking that you all be praying on February 22nd at 11 o'clock. We will be at Vancouver Avenue First Baptist Church. Anybody's welcome to come. But we will be talking to the president and the production manager and staff at KGW, the black community. So this is where our voices can be heard. 
You might not be the one on the mic, but you're the one in the seat. You can clap. You can say amen. You can say that's right. That's your voice being heard. And we can pray. Amen. So let us continue to pray. All right. That's all I had on black history. Amen. Y'all look beautiful. Want to make sure we get more pictures. Uh, Let's um, get ready. Let's get the offering basket. Let's do our praise and worship. Following praise and worship, we will have our altar call and then God's spoken word. Amen. So amen. As we are praising and worshiping the Lord, amen, we're giving. Amen. So come on, y'all. Stand. Let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Hallelujah.
what you plan to do for us, through us, for us, to us. We're just here to say we're grateful, we're thankful. God, as we come to hear your word, speak to us. God, you are sovereign. That's what this lesson is all about, the sovereignty of God. So help us to hear that today. And then when we leave from this place, help us to live like you're sovereign in our everyday lives. We give you glory. We give you honor. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, you may go back to your seat. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Come on, one more time. Bless the Lord. Yes, come on, one more time. Bless the Lord. Amen. From the book of Jonah. Amen. From the book of Jonah. Have you been enjoying our lesson every week? Amen. Um, we, we've been studying the book of the Bible. Our author of our Sunday school commentary has been taking us from Genesis, going to take us all the way through Revelation. This has been a good study. Would you agree? Have you learned a lot? Amen. That was quiet. Amen. Have you learned a lot? Amen. Well, I'm excited about that because guess what? I've learned a lot, amen, in our study. Um, the book of Jonah, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read just a few things from the lesson, but this story is a story that if you've been in church over 90 days, you know this story. Amen? Everybody knows the story about Jonah in the belly of the whale. Okay, well, it wasn't a whale. It was the great fish. Amen? Uh, so, so, so we, we, I, I'm, I'm going to touch on a few things um, that's in our commentary, but I'm going to touch on some things that will help us live. Somebody say, I want to live. Yeah, I want to live and declare the glory of the Lord. And the only way that I'm going to be able to live is if I have the Word of God planted, inculcated, deep down, deep down in my heart. Amen. Uh, so the Book of Jonah. It uh, begins just like the other eight, twelve uh, books. This one is also a minor prophet. Again, what makes it a minor prophet? The shortness of the chapters. Amen. He has, uh, he has four chapters, I believe. And uh, they're short. It's a quick read. Amen. Uh, Jonah, again, chapter 1. Starts out by saying, and the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me. He was speaking directly to Jonah, and he wanted Jonah to speak to the children of Israel 
and those other people that was all over the land. The purpose of the book of Jonah is to show the extent of God's grace and the message of salvation for all people. The Bible tells us that God is not slack concerning his promise. He wants all men to be brought to repentance, that they may be saved. Now, how they choose to live their saved life, that's up to them. And when they decide to get saved, that's up to them. All he wants is them to be saved, right? But because we are people and we like nice things, he wants us to work for some stuff. So you got to work out your soul salvation. Amen. I mean you 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 you're going to get you're going to get those you get that salvation, you know, but but you get this 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 plain looking crown when you get there. I don't I don't want no plain crown. I'm not a plain kind of girl. So to go with that golden crown, we got to help win souls, y'all. So that every soul that we help save, we get a jewel in our crown. Now, my daughter asked me yesterday, she said, so what happens if you preach and you teach and they just don't change? I said, it ain't on me. I said, what, what, the blood, their blood is on my hands if I don't tell them the truth. But once I give them the truth, it's up to them to receive it or reject it. And what's that, mother? And live it. That's it. And so my job is to give you the word, give you the truth, and then you need to do what you need to do to do what you need to do. (laughs) Amen? Because I want to see Jesus. I want to go to heaven. I don't want want to go to hell. Hell, no, no, no. I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to heaven. My mind is made up. And so I'm going to do all those things to make sure I get there. Uh, one of the things that, that I want us to, to see about this, this lesson is that um, Jonah received the word from the Lord just like all the other prophets. But the difference was he was disobedient. Don't live a life of disobedience. Stop living a life of disobedience. And, and you'll find out why, why, we, why we don't want to live a life of disobedience. Jonah's name means dove, the most beautiful creature that God could have created it's in its purest form. I, I did a home-going celebration on Tuesday for a young lady. And her children and her sisters released doves in the air. And the presentation of the dove owner was just tear-jerking to hear the story of the dove and how it is so pure that it takes away the soul of the loved one and carries it to where it needs to be. It, it transports it. It helps get it there. 
And as I watched the doves, they left in formation. The one, the leader went out first, but he didn't go far. The other seven followed behind, and they went in formation, and they circled around us, and they went up. We couldn't see them, and then they came back down, and then they kind of not circle, half circle, and we see them all go the same direction. So doves are very smart. They can be trained. They are created to do purposeful work. Jonah's name means dove. He represented God's grace and God's goodness just in his name. But he was disobedient. Jonah was the prophet of the northern kingdom of Israel. His predecessors were Elisha and Elisha. Hosea and Amos were likely, would likely have been Jonah's partners also. Jonah had an assignment. Verse chapter 4 and 11, chapter 4, verse 11 is the key verse. 4 and 11 is the key verse, and it reads, And shall not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand people that cannot discern their right hand and their left hand? Sounds like us today, don't it? We got folks saying that Mr. Biden, his son, was lying. Now we find out that that snitch was lying. Come on, y'all. <laughs> we don't know what the left hand and the right hand doing. We're living, we're living in this time that people are doing wrong, and it's okay. They feel okay about it. They ain't mad about it. But we are living in a time now that we need to live and declare and to show forth God's sovereignty in all the world. God's sovereignty is evident throughout this book of Jonah. When you read this story, Jonah chapter 1, verse 4, God sends a great storm. And verse 17, God prepared a great fish. In chapter 4, verse 6, we read of a vine and we see of a scorching east wind. The purpose of the book of Jonah is to convict God's people of selfishness and bigotry. The book demonstrates the universal nature of God's compassion. We are lacking God's compassion. When we can we can walk by people and 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 not be hurt by their situation, not be grieved. We can see people on the street and and see them and they sign and and not be moved. We have lost the compassion of God. Help us, God. The book of Jonah points to the future redemption of both Jews and Gentiles throughout 
the finished work of Christ. Remember I said this thing a couple of weeks ago. We are a part of a story that's bigger than us. It didn't begin with us, and it's not going to end with us. And here we are in the middle of this story, living in a time where a, a, a Jonah needs to rise up and come tell Portland, Oregon, repent of your sins. For God is at hand. God has a message today for the world. What is that message? That message, it, it, it is important that we understand that God is not limited to me and my four no more. That's the message. We were all created by God in his image, fearfully and wonderfully made. It don't matter what color you are. God created you. It don't matter if you say you don't believe in God. I know that there is a God, and I know that he created you. So you can call yourself what you want to call yourself, but I want you to know that God has purpose for your life. God wants his people to proclaim his love in word, action, and in deed. We think that we can just love God and love him only. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. No. See, this is what Jonah's problem was. Jonah felt like, uh, why would you love Nineveh? They, they don't deserve your love. And that's, that's how there are here in this world, there are some that say, we don't deserve to be here. You, you heard them tell black folk, go back to Africa. But we all deserve God's love. So God wants us, his people, to proclaim his love in action, in words, and in deeds in the whole world. Anybody ever played the telephone game? The telephone game. No. So I tell Sister Kamisha something. And then Sister Kamisha is supposed to tell Brother Farrell exactly what I said. And then Brother Farrell is supposed to go and repeat everything Sister Kamisha said, which should have been everything that I said. That's the telephone game. And then Deacon Gwen is going to go and tell Sister Vicky everything he heard Brother Farrell say, that Brother Farrell heard everything that Sister Kamisha said, that Kamisha said, heard everything that I said. But somewhere along the way, Somebody made some changes to the message. But let me tell you something. The message of love has not changed. It begins and it ends with God. When we think love is something else, we are sadly mistaken. Love is God. First John said, love is God, and everyone that loveth knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So if we are going to proclaim this message of love, my brothers and sisters, the first thing we need to do is know God, not just the God that mom and them talk about, 
Jimmy Swaggart, Billy Graham, Carlton Pearson, Frederick Price, Charles Stanley, Joyce Myers. You, you can know what they say, but if you ain't never tried him for yourself, you don't know him. What you know of him has been bought since. You ain't had no, mama and them used to tell me, oh, yeah, you sang that song real good. But when you go through a trial and tribulation, I can't wait to hear what that song going to sound like. It's going to change. Notes going to change. Words going to change. Tempo going to change. I've had some hard times. Didn't even know what hard times was. I've had some sleepless nights. I ain't never had no sleepless nights. That's before, you know, when I started singing a song, it was cute to everything. Things change, y'all. But the message of God's love, it never changes. So it's important that we know God. Amen? That we know God and that we spread the message of love everywhere we go. When you leave here today, talk about the love of God. I don't care if they don't want to hear it. Just so easy. God loves you and so do I. We woke up this morning and we was close in our right mind. Ain't God good? That's how we can talk about him to everybody, anybody. This book talks about redemption, repentance. We've been talking about repenting of sins for the last couple of Sundays. Sin is what separates us from God. But when we wholeheartedly repent of that sin, it brings us back into a right relationship with God. And if we don't ever confess our sin, we hear and God is here. Ain't that a long way away? I wish I could turn my arm, you know, the right way, you know. Ain't that a long way from God? Who wants to be that far from God? So this lesson, this lesson is talking to us about repenting. And can I tell you something? Uh, uh, there's no need to be ashamed or embarrassed of your sins when you come to God. Why, Pastor? Because he already knows what they are. He already knows. He's just waiting on you to be a doer of the word. He says, confess your faults and your sins to me, and I will cleanse you. Not Pastor Black, not Deacon Gwen, but God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will cleanse you, renew you, revive you, restore you. We have a privilege to come to God anytime. We don't have to wait for the church doors to be opened up. We can come to him anytime. So there should never be reason why we don't repent of something that we did, said, or didn't in Jonah's case. You don't have to wait till Sunday morning altar call to repent. You can repent the minute you know you messed up. God is that good. He's that wonderful. He is that gracious. He forgives us, and he is the one to remove our sins. Refusing to repent 
is the same as loving our sins. Refusing to repent is the same as loving our sins. For the wages of sin is death. Who wants to die? And who wants a death sentence on you? Who wants to, who wants to, my heart goes out to those men that, and women that are incarcerated and they've been given these most ridiculous sentences, 125 years. They're not even going to live that long. So just put them in jail. Don't, don't, you're not getting out. I'm not putting, I'm not being, I'm going to, we can't do that. That don't make any sense. And my heart goes out to them. Who, who prays for them? Who helps them get to a place of repentance? Refusing to repent is the same as loving our sins. This book is about God's compassion. God loves everybody. If Mother Bradley was sitting here, she would tell you he loved the red, yellow, blue, and green. He loves everybody. And his love is the same. What I love about him is he has no favorites. He honors those who live upright, who live faithful. So all you got to do is get on the faithful bus. All you got to do is get on the get right bus. And you can have the blessings of the Lord too. You can have favor on your life too. Blessings can be hunting you down, overtaking you too. God loves each of us, but we fail him. We fail him by not spreading the message of love, by not doing what he has commissioned and commanded us to do. I was talking to a group of pastors on last night, and Grant Park Baptist Church is in the process of interviewing people um, to be their pastor. And the committee asked their candidate on yesterday, what is it that we can do to bring the community in the church? And they said he dropped his head and he looked up at him. He says, let me ask you this in answering your question. What can you do to go out to get the community to bring them in the church? The Great Commission tells us to go, ye therefore, out into all the land, to preach and teach, baptize, and make disciples. He didn't tell us to come to the church and sit on our dust. He told us to go out. So we have got to be busy being about our father's business. And the thing that we have to make sure we do is that we know God and we know the message. The message is a message of love. We have compassion because we want to what? Reach the masses. God is calling for his people. Black, white, rich, poor, 
wherever they live, north, south, east, or west, he's calling all of them to come back to him. I woke up this morning and I heard a song by Andre Crouch. It's Take Me Back, Dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. And that's what the body of Christ needs to do as we prepare ourselves to go out to compel and to love on our brothers and sisters. Many times, God's will for our lives is different from what we think we need. When these situations arise, God wants us to trust him and obey. Following our own will will often lead to serious trouble as the prophet Jonah found out. Amen? Let's be busy being about our Father's business. Let's repent of our sins. Let's spend time in prayer and studying his word to get to know him and ask him to give us that compassion. Even when people, you see me right now, and and I look pretty good, don't I? But only a person with the heart and the mind and the compassion of God can see my heart is broken, can see my heart is heavy. Do we have that compassion today? Can we look on our brothers and sisters and hear the cries and see the tears beyond all the glam? That's the type of compassion God wants us to have. You ain't got to know my story. You just got to hear the spirit of the Lord saying, pray, hug, encourage, say something nice. Well, just smile. We've lost that compassion right there. I, I was walking in the store, and lady gave me eye contact. I smiled at her, and she went back to her phone. We've even lost that power to just smile. We got so used to the mask. But you can tell when people are smiling behind the mask. God wants to use us. Don't be like Jonah. Don't be disobedient. Don't be wayward. Don't be selfish. And don't be prejudiced because God loves everybody. Amen? Come on, we're standing all over the building. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. As we stand in this sanctuary, we ask now that you would fill us with compassion, your compassion. Let it fill our hearts and our minds, that it just overflows, that we walk in compassion and humility and love. Father, we thank you for the prophet John. Yeah, we are like him in some ways. We, we are disobedient. But we repent. We're sorry, Father. You don't have to send a great fish after us. 
You don't even have to cause us to go through a great storm. We surrender to your will today. We surrender to your way. We will be faithful. We will trust you, and we will be obedient. As we leave from this place, we ask that you would touch Mother Mays from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. You reveal to the doctors what needs to be revealed and then help them to work with urgency to resolve the issue. Touch Mother Gloria today. Strengthen her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. We lift up Sister Yolanda to your Father God in the name of Jesus. God, move on her behalf today. We pray for Deaconess Sanders. Touch her, Lord. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. And we bless you. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide, hence now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Love y'all.